Welcome to the Chad Marketing Podcast, your number one place to learn actionable strategies and tips that help you have more profitable conversations with your customers. This podcast is here to help you grow your business by better understanding your customers, speak to them on another level, and grasp the opportunities that lie in the chat marketing industry. And now, let's get chatting with your host, live from Melbourne, Australia, successful chat marketer and entrepreneur, Dan Pinney. Hello, folks, and welcome to episode 25 of the Chat Marketing Podcast. Now, when I think of artificial intelligence and chatbots, it often makes me think of clunky, awkward bots that make those conversations go around and around and around in circles. But when I started learning more from today's guests, I realized the possibilities of what can be done when you integrate AI into your chat marketing properly. Today's guest is Josh Barkin of Janus AI. And when I think of AI experts in chat marketing, Josh is the go-to person in the community. We chat about his story and how he's managed to create a great mix of combining a highly technical subject with marketers that don't know how to code and do development, like myself. I love his ethos, how he teaches people, and how he's making his space so much more accessible. And this space is already huge, but it's going to be growing. So if you want to understand your customers better while automating some of the process, you're going to get a lot of value out of this episode. So without further ado, here's our interview with Josh Barkin of Janus AI. Hi, Josh. Welcome to the Chat Marketing Podcast. Hi. How are you, Daniel? Thanks for having me. Oh, pleasure. I'm uh, looking forward to delving into a, a, your background and, and your brain a little bit and your mind and how you've sort of created some of these solutions because you've been creating chat or conversational marketing and, and chat bots, I guess, for for like 20 years now, <laughs> right? And, and like, you know, for some, a lot of people that probably listen to this podcast have sort of jumped on it recently, maybe, you know, 2016, 2017 for the, what we call the early adopters. And then mm. you come along and have been doing live chat solutions on websites for 20 years. So we'll, we'll jump no. into that, but like, can you tell us a little bit about, yeah, your background and I guess how you've got to, to now in, in, in founding Janice? Yeah, it's it's been quite a, a journey uh, for sure. I, I you know I've I've been around uh, as they say. Uh, I've been you know I've been in and out of uh, tech startups for a number of years. That's the sort of the, the the sweet spot of a tech company that I love is in the you know idea conceptual early product design. You know get a minimum viable product to market, uh, validate the market. You know start generating some you know metrics and validating assumptions. So that that's always been my thing. And, and, and at least where I feel I've, I, I, I add the most value uh, to a tech startup. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think early on, uh, you, you know, you mentioned like 20 years ago. So uh, about, about that time, I was uh, brought on as a CTO for a startup uh, that wanted to bring live chat to websites. And um and we, we really, there wasn't, that wasn't a thing back then. There was, you know, now everyone has a live chat website, uh, you know, on a website, it's become a, yeah. you know, a whole, a whole thing. It doesn't, you know, that's, there's vendors that do it with just live chat. Some do just automation, some do both, you know, Facebook's in there, WhatsApp, you know, every, everybody's doing that. But at the time, uh, we were really kind of imagining what that experience would look like. And, and the technology that we have access to today was obviously not there. Uh, so it was it was a, a learning experience of how to uh, you know somebody hits a website uh, they need help they you know they press a button rings a bell for the business and they answer it like a phone but then they start typing and the I think that the the most compelling piece of that that software at the time was the fact that you could create these you know saved responses so you're able to boost some productivity as a live chat operator. And instead of typing every time a user would send a, a message through a website, you know, you could access a response library and just, you know, push the response to the user. They get immediate response. It was still manual, right? Like the, 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 the live chat operator was still doing something. It wasn't triggered with uh, any kind of automation, but just having, uh, having that library, that response library, I thought was really cool. And, 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 um, it certainly, certainly, uh, we did pretty well with it back then. Uh, that was many years ago. Nowadays, you know, you talk about automation 
Um, and, and, and where I got into Janus was uh, my co-founder at Janus and I both ran mobile app studios. So we were building, you know, mm. social mobile apps for iPhone and Android, you know, social gaming was big gamification on the iPhone was, you know, pretty easy to monetize at the time. And then once the iPhone just and building mobile apps became a saturated market and every, there was like a million apps, uh, you know, there was a lot of talk about, uh, you know, the, the next, the next thing being, uh, conversational automation. Uh, and it just felt, uh, like something I wanted to dive back into so many years later and see what we could do. And this was really back in 2016. So, uh, my co-founder and I had a, uh, we just collaborated in Slack and a workspace. Uh, and we said, well, what can we do there? We didn't really know what kind of bots we wanted to build, but this is, you know, Facebook was just launching its messenger platform, you know, version one. And uh, all we know is that, that at the time when we were building bots, that we just didn't have a lot of the things that we needed to succeed. Uh, you know, there wasn't uh, analytic tools and reporting. Uh, I don't even think ManyChat had launched at the time. I think they were, they were at a very, they weren't even on Facebook yet. They were just just starting out. Um, so it was really just the right time in the market to sort of dive into something and see where we could go. But knowing that we still, there were a bunch of things that we felt we needed. And so we started building these tools internally before we decided the actual customer experience, you know, was it going, we're going to build a real estate bot, e-commerce. We didn't really know, but we needed to know what we needed to know was that every time somebody sent a message that we needed and the bot couldn't understand we needed to get notified because the most important thing for us was um, being able to retain a customer. That retention was key. Like we didn't want to put all of our eggs in the automation basket. We wanted to be able to use the automation to answer our frequently asked questions. And that's when we, you know, we stumbled into dialogue flow, which was, uh, you know, which was before it was owned by Google. So we, you know, became friends with the founder of a creator of that technology and uh, started, you know, just experimenting, building some tools that we thought were useful in Slack. And then one day we said, we noticed that there's communities that were growing on Facebook, many chat and chat fuel and all this. And people were complaining. They're like, what happens when users don't click my buttons? And, you know, I, I, I said to my co-founder, I said, you know, I think these people can benefit from our tools. <laughs> and so we just packaged up at what became, you know, our internal tools became Janus. And we just packaged it up and said, here, go ahead and use our tools. And that ended up being the bot that we built was Janus, a bot that helped others, you know, uh, you know, monitor their, their bots. And, and, and now what it's become is a bot that helps uh, businesses manage integration of automation. So that's the story. Could have been shorter, but no, no, that's great. I love to love to hear the background. This might be a really stupid question, but where did the name Janice come from? Uh, so you know, Janice was really just like um, uh, at the time that we we were trying to come up with a brand for our tools, we knew that we wanted um, a name, a, a real name, and 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 uh, it was kind of a scramble for a domain. And we knew that we wanted something short, uh, you know, ni- you know, nice and short. Janice is what five letters, so something short, something dot AI. My co-founder and I are both musicians, uh, and nice. uh, and we we're like classic rock musicians. So I was like, what about Janice Joplin, right? Yeah. And so we I was went wondering with that. if that was a yeah, background or we if went, there was we a, with that. a geeky thing or if it was something like that. Yeah. But Janice Joplin, I love it. There's a story behind that, which is funny because we do get people joining our community that think this is a Janis Joplin, uh, you know, fan <laughs> fan community, and they, they 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 you know they just join the community and then they they're like, what is going on here? <laughs> so, that is great. I love yeah. that. Um, and the thing I love about um, Janis and and what it does is mm-hmm. that it's bought. Um, AI and conversational, um, automated conversational marketing um, mm-hmm. to an accessible market because we were chatting product recording here and, and you know, when I first got into it, I was like, it's it's a lot to sort of get your head around. But now, you know, and, and you've developed so much since then mm-hmm. that it used to be, you know, when you think AI, you think that you need a specific skill set in that mm-hmm. 
um, space and you need to be incredibly smart to be able to build that in. But it's so accessible to marketers out there now. And Janice has sort of created that bridge between where it was previously and, and, um, and to the businesses out there. Uh, how important was that to be able to, you know, make it accessible for people out there? Well, that's our mission, right? Like you nailed it. Accessibility is, 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 is core to the mission of the business, which is we looked at the market and we said, okay, here's this really great technology, you know, natural language processing, NLP, it's dialogue flow. Uh, at one point, they were competing in the same space as, a, you know, some of these other conversational platforms, but then Google bought the technology. And, and Google's market is not the marketing audience. It's not, they target developers and large enterprise. And so they, you know, they, they basically said, we're, you know, their businesses, we're going to ignore 90% of mm, the, the people that yeah. might be able to benefit from this technology. And that's where we said, okay, well, they provided a whole, you know, developer platform, Google Cloud, to be able to use that technology Let's take that technology and try and translate that into an experience that is easier to digest, where more than the, you know, a, a developer or someone with like, you know, a data scientist or someone with deep sophistication might be able to benefit of the technology. It is really about bringing AI to everyone. Um, and that, that mission is, yeah, accessibility is core and it continues to evolve. I mean, there's, there's, their, their technology continues to evolve. Our understanding of where our users struggle or, you know, how we can make something that is a, you know, sophisticated concept and how can we can distill it down into something that's easier to understand or easier to digest or, you know, Dialogflow, which is the leading conversational AI, it was built by developers for other developers. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's been, um, we're learning a lot from our users and I, and I think that's what, what, what keeps me, you know, awake at night and up early every morning is like, how can we help people benefit from this technology? Because as a company, we use our product the same way our customers should be using our product. I mean, we use Janice to, we've automated a hundred percent of our, of our customer onboarding. We've automated close to, you know, 80% or more of our customer support. Um, so we're living the, you know, the business life that I think a lot of marketers would like to lead because we use our own product and have invested in, in understanding and really, you know, taking that and bringing it to, to everyone. Yeah. Can before we sort of jump into some examples and um, how it fits in, maybe can you just give us a quick lay of the land? And we've mentioned dialogue flow, and before we probably get too far down the rabbit hole, how does each of these things work together? If, if say, someone's listening to this and, and they're a, a many chat user and they might use yeah. some of the basic keywords, can you give us the context as to how um, they all work together? Yeah, and I think that's exactly the way we look at it in terms of, you know, working together. And a lot of there's there seems to be this, um, you know, this, this misconception in the sort of marketing world that, you know, oh, why doesn't, why don't I have this from ManyChat or why doesn't ManyChat provide me with this? Or here's a feature I want ManyChat. And it's so far and beyond the scope of what ManyChat uh, provides um, that, you know, we, we are, our understanding of the space is that there's companies that do things really, really well. Market, as a marketing tool in the conversational space, many chastic, right? But to answer questions, you need conversational AI, right? Because every conversation begins with a question yeah. when, it, when it's with a business, right? Whether it's a lead or whether it's customer support, it's always a question. And, and yes, you can use keywords or there's, you know, like Janice has an inbox, for example, for conversations. It's not the best inbox. We know we don't do inbox very well, right? So the, we look at these things as a stack and you stack systems together. And, and in, in, you know, in a similar way to like a Zapier, but more deeply focused on conversational marketing and yeah. conversational experiences, you connect the best tools together. So you might send a message through a many chat bot because that's what you've used to, to deploy to Instagram or Facebook or, or wherever your customers are. Um, customer sends a question, it can get relayed through many chat 
to dialogue flow. Uh, Dialogflow being Google's AI. It doesn't have to be Dialogflow. It could be, you know, Watson, which is IBM's AI, or, you know, or Lewis, which is Microsoft's. So there's different, we'll call them, you know, AI brains. <laughs> and really nobody's going to do it better yeah. than those companies, yeah. right? Just like ManyChat's great at marketing, Google's not great at, co at conversational marketing isn't their thing. The AI is. So you plug them all into Janus and you can benefit from the best of the what's on the market. Same with analytics, right? Like the, the you know, you'll get some basic analytics from, uh, you know, from, from, from ManyChat or even Dialogflow has its own analytics, but there's, you know, companies out there like Dashbot and that's what they've done. They focus deeply on solving conversational analytics. So if, if that's your solution, you know, they're a Janus integration partner. And you just you know drop in a key with Janus, and you know all of your analytics are 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 there. So, yeah, and I love um, uh, how you've made all these systems work together. Um, if people haven't played around with Janus before, it's, it's now an app on the um, ManyChat store, and obviously available for um, in other different platforms out there. But even just the onboarding process and how you do make it simple for people to be able to go go and get this now, copy that key, and then bring it over here, and then paste it yeah. here, and then this is what we do next. And it's all managed within Slack, which is, uh, I think, making these things in programs that people use day in day out is one of those things that is is just so underrated. Um, right. in this space and, and focusing particularly on that one thing, like you said, it's conversational AI. Well, you know, one of the things that you mentioned, you mentioned Slack there. And, 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 and one of the things we learned about a year ago is that not everybody loves Slack and that's okay. Excuse me. Like we, our workflow is Slack. Like my team, we collaborate in Slack. We've been doing it for years. And I think yeah. when you talk about integrating AI into a customer experience, it does need to be something that is that fits into your workflow. So for us, when we built our tools because we wanted to build a bot, uh, and and you know our internal tools were built in Slack, and so when we extended them, we extended them to other people, uh, ideally that were, uh, or at least if you had a, a general understanding of Slack, its value proposition, even if you didn't actively use it, you would fairly quickly be able to benefit from Slack. But some people. Um, and, and that would fit and, and, you know, using our product and managing an AI integration would become part of your existing workflow. But we do have, you know, a number of users, they just don't love Slack. So one of the things we're doing now is we're working to create, you know, take the things that we, that we think where Slack helped our product, you know, as a go-to-market sort of platform to launch for, you know, being able to collaborate and workflow and bring some of those to the web. And that's kind of the next step is, create a version of Janus that lives outside of Slack so that you don't have to benefit from it. But if Slack is still your workflow and you like our Slack integration, you can work from there too. And it's all sort of interconnected together. Multiple experiences for, you know, training and AI and managing, a, a, you know, a path to automation. Yeah. Well, uh, before hit record again we were um talking about last episode where we chatted to to michael from bot sheets um and i don't want to preempt anything i hope i think by the time this episode's out um you'll have released the um the dialogue flow bot sheets integration um mm -hmm. and you've obviously been a co-founder helping that and and that goes back i guess to he's created the uh the ability for people to use a database that don't want to have to build a database um <laughs> and using a a, a product that is native to them and mm -hmm. piecing all these elements together. And I think you're right when it comes back to people expect systems like ManyChat just to offer everything. Um, but that's just not today's world. We need to be able to piece together the different mm -hmm. systems out there and as small to medium businesses anyway um, that don't have the budget for full enterprise solutions yeah. um, need to make the most uh, and businesses like yours are offering that opportunity. One um, one of the systems actually, uh, sorry, the examples rather I'm fascinated with, um, I remember reading about and particularly it's been, it's been an interesting 12 months um, for, uh, for, the, for the world um, yeah. out there. And, and you managed to um, integrate with your local government, um, right, in Canada to be able to provide a solution um, for, for daycare centres and create a dialogue flow solution in there. Can you talk a little bit about that? And, and because when I think um, 
advanced AI solutions, I don't think government. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, give us background in that. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's really, uh, that's been a, an interesting project. So uh, the, the government, um, which can tend to be slower to adopt uh, new innovative solutions, uh, certainly this is, you know, very forward thinking uh, what we're all in the whole, you know, conversational automation space is, is quite new. Um, uh, they put an outreach to Canadian businesses that could help solve problems with COVID uh, and, uh, and a bunch of companies uh, applied uh, or responded to the government's request for proposal uh, for, you know, for everything from, you know, testing, vaccination, whatever, you know, like just, just how do we fight this thing? And, 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 you know, our, obviously our thing was, well, we can, we can help the businesses out there and the government just be able to answer questions, uh, uh, which, you know, which everyone has, right. So yeah. you just give them a sample, uh, of what questions people might have for the government, uh, you know, relating to lockdown, relating to vaccination, testing, all that. And then the businesses, uh, which are also struggling uh, to get assistance from the government to get through it. And there's a very wide range of use cases uh, that would, uh, where, where, where we thought we could add value. And, and yeah, and, and they ended up picking, uh, I, I think over 800 companies applied uh, uh, to this or re responded to this request for proposal. And uh, I think 20 were picked and we were one of them. So um, it was a, yeah, it's a, you know, the, from, on one hand um, we presented, we found uh, a daycare uh, organizer. They have sort of a, a network of daycares locally where we are uh, in Canada. And we presented that use case, which we knew the government would be able to sort of connect with like, helping, you know, teachers, educators, children, yeah. families. It's like perfect, perfect, right? It wasn't somebody selling like something with Shopify. It was, it was like a real, like good fit. And uh, yeah, and that's just been, um, I would say that, that, that the, you know, the last six months of my life have really been focused on that. Now that's phase one for us, right? So assuming we're still, it's, it, that is in progress. Uh, it seems to be going fairly well, but you know, for us, the, the, the long-term goal is to, uh, you know, to deploy this government wide for all, you know, a number of different agencies. And the, you know, I spoke to my contacts at Google when we, we first jumped in because I was like, you know, the, the government, they're a Microsoft shop. They run entirely on Microsoft <laughs> and I'm pitching Google's AI to them. And so it's become a, a real pilot for the government to evaluate, you know, do they use Google products versus being exclusively Microsoft? So it's kind of a, it's kind of a big deal, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, and, and we just, you know, because of the way Janus is set up, we were able to get, uh, you know, a whole bunch of systems plugged in together uh, and, and, and we were able to train a dialogue flow agent for them. Uh, we use bot, bot sheets in this case as well, because again, that product and, and, and why I co-founded that with Michael is because it speaks to the, to the audience in the same way. You don't know anything about databases, but you're already working in Google sheets. So, yeah. you know, the, the time to value or the learning curve is really quick, right? Just here's a Google sheet template, punch in some data, you know, connect here, connect here, and you've got a database. Does, so, yeah. so we were able to use that and give that to the daycares and they were able to manage their responses. Like, you know, they had an outbreak at one of their locations. They had to shut down, you know, they just went to the Google sheet and, and you know, changed the, changed the response. So I think that that accessibility is definitely something that resonates with me across anything I do in this space. Um, and, 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 you know, uh, Certainly, we're seeing the the that sort of play out in a real life crisis. <laughs> um, yeah, well, there's so, no better use case, so. right, to to see to test the the viability and see how it goes than in a pandemic, um, and to prove that that this can work. And you know, I just think 
when I saw it and I was like, you know, recently, for instance, in, uh, in Melbourne, Australia, we've, um, had an outbreak and, uh, the vaccine rollout has not been as fast as it probably should have. Um, people wanting to book in for vaccinations, people wanting to check also, um, uh, contact sites as well and you know the government hop on each day and the journalists ask me say the website's crashed again or mm. the phone numbers are blocked yeah. right and these people that you know are wanting these solutions and can't contact the government to to get something back from them and i'm sitting there just so frustrated for these people out there that are hurting and being like if only they looked at something like this previously that's on 24 7 and it could at least get them to the point that maybe it gives them that information or it at least alerts a team as to who's next in line you know and one of the biggest challenges with this product though or sorry with that that implementation is you know the government was very clear that they they want to avoid the collection of personal information because that's you know that's that's one of their mandates is you know they they, and, and they have to be careful so and for the daycares, you know, they're, they're trying to survive and, and thrive in a pandemic, uh, you know, um, being able to answer questions about COVID and, and managing a COVID response is core to their marketing strategy. So, yeah. if, you know, if you're thinking of sending your child somewhere, the first questions you have are not about, you know, when is, you know, what time do I pick them up or is there a dress code or all this other stuff that you would typically look at. It's like, are your staff tested? Uh, Has there been an outbreak lately? So all of these questions are things they need to answer immediately for a customer to make an informed decision and getting them in touch, connecting the human with them since the bot can't store personal information is paramount. So yeah, that's an interesting interesting scenario. Yeah. I I can imagine there's a lot of different moving parts and a lot of different people involved in the process. A lot of different people that have a lot of different um, interpretations of what should happen. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yes. And us kind of in the middle managing, uh, you know, all of the relationships, but so far it seems to be uh, everyone's saying we're trying to make everybody happy and, uh, or, you know, we let Janice do a lot of that and it, and it seems to be, uh, seems to be, we're, we're, we're moving forward. So yeah. we're in phase two now. And, and I think what comes out of this phase two with that project is going to benefit the larger many chat marketing world. It's not just, you know, we're not just, uh, you know, we're not just conversational marketing here and we're not an enterprise. We're, our goal is still to be self-service uh, as much as possible. And so a lot of what we've been developing over the last six months, we're going to start to roll out, uh, uh, that we've been able to trial with the government through this phase. Uh, so, you know, we'll yeah. have a case study from that and we'll have a whole bunch of new tools for uh, for our, our user base. Yeah, well, it's going to create some amazing insights to be able to, to, to you know, deliver and, and for people to learn from. Um, yeah. And speaking of sort of learning and starting on this process, can you give us a couple of points? People are like, all right, this sounds amazing. How can I, I want to take my conversations to that next step? Um, what are some tips for, you know, people that want to get started in this environment and, and learning and, and, you know, starting to connect their, their bot a little bit more with people out there and interpreting conversations better? Yeah. I I mean, I find that the, I mean, at least the best path that I've seen is, is when you start with a tool like ManyChat or ChatFuel, which is another one of our integration partners. And, uh, but let's, you know, for, um, talking about ManyChat because I, I really like their execution of this concept, which is, you know, they've made it so easy in the sense that, um, you know, you connect a couple of boxes together, you understand conversation automation immediately. So, yeah. you know, you take something like conversational AI, it is next level to some extent in that it, it's, there is, a, I mean, if you want real AI, like there's variations of AI out there, but if you want like the best AI that's going to help you achieve your marketing goals, you want, you know, Google AI or Microsoft, like really good AI, there is a bit of a learning curve. Um, you know, courses, templates, all that stuff, they help, but you're still, you know, it's all about, you know, you got to have an understanding, I would think of the basics and core value of what conversation automation means to a business. And I think I would start with many chat, get to a point where 
um, you know, you, you, you say, oh, well, this is good, but how do I do this? Which is, you know, really for us, our, 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 that's our customer activation <laughs> uh, moment, our light bulb moment where someone says, oh, my users aren't clicking the buttons or, you know, Instagram only has quick replies and people aren't clicking them or, you know, they, because the natural behavior in that experience is to type, it's to send a message. And in the future, it's going to be using a voice and, you know, people are already doing that, you know, like I have a smart TV, yeah. you know, it's like put on the, put on the basketball game. It's like, you know, it's, that's, it's all voice driven and there's no buttons. So it, to do, that's the future. And so you need AI to benefit from those types, like to, to make those experiences work, you know, commerce, which I think is going to be huge on Instagram e-commerce. Well, every, every purchase begins with a question. Yeah. Do you have this yeah, in a size? True. Do you have do you have this? <laughs> right? I'm looking for this. Can <laughs> yeah. you recommend a gift? Right? And keywords are going to get you only so far. They work, but where it can quickly derail is, you know, I, I want to buy shoes. Okay. That's user one says, I want to buy shoes. User two says, if I buy shoes today, will, will I get them for Christmas? Right. The intent of the user is different. Yeah. Even though both messages contain the word buy and shoes, right? It's once you understand what the AI can do, which is understand that the difference <laughs> between those two messages and ignores the key, the fact that there's keywords and you can respond more intelligently. I mean, you can do it without the AI. You can get really crafty and, and there's a lot of like kind of workarounds and stuff like that. But you don't know what a user is going to do and you really have to be prepared for it. And when you think about the money that the businesses, chat marketers are investing, whether it's for themselves or as an agency on behalf of a client, right? I don't, I don't know what the cost per acquisition is. I would think, you know, for Instagram, it's kind of probably pretty high, but I guess it depends on the niche, but you know, take something like financial services, right? Where, yeah. where, 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 or, or law, right? Where I know, you know, in Google, Google AdWords, right? They're, they're paying, you know, literally in the hundreds of dollars per click, right? Your goal is not just to get into a conversation. Your goal is to convert that conversation to business. And if you're relying purely on keyword automation and things go wrong and you lose that customer, then you're wasting money on, on marketing. You might as well get that part down at least to a point where you feel comfortable. You've had enough people in a cohort where you can say, okay, we're able to answer 70% of our questions. And it took us six months to do that. But you know what? I feel comfortable now spending that money on marketing and getting people yeah. into a conversation because I'm confident that, you know, my AI is going to do its thing and that I've invested the time in that. And if AI doesn't do that, it's going to fall back and I can use keywords to search a Google sheet and deliver, you know, we're using bot sheets. A, a set of possible responses to an answer. So it behaves more like a search engine. It's not, sorry, I don't understand. It's like, here are some things I, I think you might understand because the keyword was in the message. Yeah, I think most people, <laughs> that was sort of a, a big, um, it was a light bulb moment for me, understanding the intent and going beyond the keyword responses in there. And I think to add to that, one of the things that, you know, you said you, you can't predict what people are going to say and going to ask. Um, and so a lot of the businesses out there, as soon as they see the bot go wrong, um, mm -hmm. and they don't provide a great customer experience, yeah. then that's when the bot falls down. It's almost, um, to them, ironically, it's almost as worse as losing a sale. Yeah. Uh, they always start off wanting to create a customer, a good customer experience first before they're even looking at, um, getting that sale, which is, uh, is relatively new to people understanding that these conversations actually help you convert. And yeah. I think once people sort of get their head around that, so could you maybe like explain how the AI can help convert someone, like get yeah. them to the point where they're ready to convert and some things that it can do to say, all right, sure. here's this or here's that. Well, you know, one of the reasons I, I, I actually did this dialogue flow course, which was like one of my like main motivations 
was I looked at all of the, the courses out there, including the ones from Google, and none of them spoke to marketers, right? They spoke to developers and they focused on like technical concepts, not marketing concepts, focused like on, on those types of things, on how do you use this technology to funnel a user into an order or, you know, or, or you know, do, do some kind of loyalty programming or anything that had a marketing spin on it, it, it didn't really, none of them address. And, and they, they, a course from Google would never explain the value of how AI and a many chat work together. And what is the value in that? Well, the value in it, and the reason I wanted to do a course on it is because the biggest value in dialogue flow is not necessarily just understanding the intent of the user. It's that you can automatically extract values out of messages. And many chat users and marketers understand that because it's all about the custom user field in ManyChat. And so ManyChat provides a database, provides a customer profile, and all you want to do is fill that customer profile with data. But how do you get that data into the customer profile so that you can follow up, so that you can trigger a flow and respond intelligently? Well, you need values to work with. So how do you get those values? Well, with ManyChat on its own, you might use a step where you ask them a question and you have to save it to user input, right? Or you they click a button and, and if they do that, you can save it to user input. But, but statistically, according to at least Dashbot, which is the leader in conversational analytics, 70% of people don't even click buttons. They're gonna send a message. And so what Dialogflow does, and if you train Dialogflow, if you follow sort of a, a, a plan of how to use that technology, it's in being able to automatically get values out of those messages without, without prompting the user to enter a value. So the user sends a message, if you can get a value and Janice takes that value and automatically stores it in a custom user field in ManyChat, then you can create more intelligent response. The more data points you have from a user's message to work with, the more specific the response is. And where ManyChat comes in is that they make it, you can create all these cool responses whether it's using you know just the you know the tools natively and with 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 galleries or you know video or gifs and you know and and structuring it in a logical way where you can send them down a funnel or a path get them closer to your marketing goal right like but but to get those values you really need to be able to automatically extract it and that's the the light bulb moment that's the delight I would say that's what makes the delightful conversation. When a user sends a message, you use one technology to get the values you need. Janice stores them in ManyChat for you automatically. And then you have a bunch of conditions that says, you know, if this, if this value is this, do this. And, yeah. and, and the whole thing just kind of flows naturally. Yeah, it does. And I think it feels it more natural. Yes, exactly. I think that's that's the thing when you're trying to ex explain it to people, and you say, "All right, now, you've, like you said, use a use a button experience. All right, now you've got to click this, and or do you want this, this, or this?" Mm -hmm. And there might be three options, there might be ten options, and yeah. and there's people who are just like, "Oh, this is a lot." Like, I feel like I'm handing over my my unborn child for as far as the information that you need to be able to get where you, where you need to go. But just asking that one question, getting it back, like you said, is a light bulb moment. Yeah, it's like a user just is going to send a message naturally. Like, I need a T-shirt and an extra large. You know, do you have do you have that? And it needs to be black, right? All of those things. T-shirt, that's a possible value for products, right? Large, that's a value for possible sizes. You know, black is a value for a possible color, right? So the user sends a message naturally. The technology, when you factor in the what the the AI does and what Janice does in bridging those systems just gets those values for you. And then you can just give the user, oh, here's a, here's some black t-shirts in a large that you might like, right? So yeah. it, it just, it, it gets you closer to your marketing goal without it feeling like an automation experience, even though you're using the automation to help. And even, even though it is an automation experience, it feels less, it feels less like a, it, it gets, I guess, I guess it's less steps. You get the data yeah. you need to get the user closer, which is less steps for the user, which is more, you know, better conversion. Well, it feels more personable. It, it personable. feels more relatable. Um, you know, you can, you don't need as many steps, which means that people don't get the, as much of a feeling that this bot 
is kind of a dumb bot and needs yeah. to be needs needs me to give the information so it can be smarter. It's delightful. And I'd say a common misconception though that marketers have is that, oh, these things need to be really engaging. I want to be able to have, uh, you know, my customers to have a whole conversation, you know, where they're, they're going to ask about the weather or there's a whole bunch of value add in. That's a, just a general misconception about what AI does. AI is good at doing really a couple of things. It's good at, uh, it, well, it's good at just completing tasks, helping the user get closer to completing a task. Uh, whether it's buying something, getting an answer to a customer support question, you don't want the experience to go on a tangent where this thing's having a conversation because then it can go, you know, it's it's just not Hollywood, right? Even if even if you take some of the best AI that consumers have access to now, which is Siri, right, on your phone, on your iPhone, yeah. if you ask Siri a question and and Siri or ask give Siri a command, you know, and Siri can't answer the question or complete the task that you ask it to, then it's just going to say, well, here's some things that I found on the web that yeah. might help. So Not it's helpful. like, it doesn't <laughs> try so. and do everything. No. And, and you can't, ex you know, if you try and go have a whole conversation, it, it just feels weird. So my one piece of advice for a conversational designer using AI to help get closer to the goal is that when users, the end user gets away from, the goal that you as a business want to achieve, refocus them on what the goal is. Your goal is to close a sale, right? Or a lead, capture a lead, get information, whatever that marketing goal is. Uh, and whatever the customer was there in the first place to do, just say, you know, I think I, you need help. Here are some things I can help you with immediately and just give them a couple of options. <laughs> yeah. you know? It's, you know, it's like, same with like our COVID experiment with the government. It's like, it does, you know, like people go on all these crazy tangents, like when are restaurants going to open again? Well, the daycare doesn't know the answer to that. <laughs> so, so it's like, here's, here's a bunch of resources we recommend, you know, uh, relating to COVID that I think you'll benefit from. And here are some things that we can do to help you immediately. Boom, boom, boom. It's, it's all about managing the expectations and the goals. Yeah. Well, you spoke about, you know, people getting in there and getting started uh, with dialogue flow. And um, you mentioned you created the course, um, which I'm starting to take as well. And I'm working my way through it. And the thing I love about the content is that you do have real world examples that is relatable. Um, can you talk about the course a little bit and, you know, who it's for and, and where people, you know, where they might be when they enter the course and where you hope them to be by the time they finish a course? Yeah, it's a great question. So uh, there are, um, let's just talk about the general course structure. So, so School of Bots, uh, you know, I, I, while I might have been able to put together a course on this, I decided that they would be the best partner for it because yeah, they really understand it. how to put this package, this whole thing together. So that was a really good learning experience for me working with them. And then I said, you know, I want you to be actively involved in the course too. Like I don't want to just be the dialogue flow guy, I want you to help agencies benefit from this technology as well. And so I think that there's a lot of pieces in that course or modules, if you want to call it that, that speak to an agency uh, and, and help them not just being able to pitch it and demonstrate the, what the value is and help, you know, businesses see the future. But really, in one of my favorite modules is one that I did, which is how do you develop a workflow? Once you get people or, or a business to buy in to a, a, uh, this idea that they're going to launch a, an AI-enhanced conversational experience, how do you work with them to get from no automation to some level of satisfactory or delightful customer experience? Yeah. And there's a whole process of like, you know, you got to get, just like when you're building a website for a, a client, you got to get some, some information and they got to provide it to you in a certain way. So there's those processes in terms of, agencies managing relationships with clients and helping them, you know, I think are useful. That's one audience, which I think is, is, is great. And that is also, also a core audience for, for Janus, but you don't need to be a Janus user to benefit from the course. Mm -hmm. We include Janus because it adds value and helps people. It actually helped with the course. In other words, yeah. there's a module, let's put your dialogue flow agent to work. Well, if you use dialogue flows own Facebook integration, you know, 
that would be a course in itself. <laughs> so yeah, so, it's a lot. <laughs> so 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 with Janice, it was like, okay, I'm just like, okay, boom, boom, you know, a couple of send a couple of messages. Janice gets it connected in one click. We can at least see the thing working. So I was I I did want it to be very much a school of bots course, not a Janice course, but we do include where Janice does help with the course, we do, I, I do include that and people are not, but I, that's very important to, 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 to disclose is that you don't need to be a Janice user. If you're using dialogue flow, if you're an agency and you're using, you know, some other dialogue flow integration or whatever, you're still going to benefit from this course. And I, and one of the things I thought when we talk about audience is it's not a developer audience. We take these concepts that are sophisticated or complex and, we try and break it down into a way that's just easy to understand, like the you know dialogue flow entities, right? It's it's kind of a scary thing, like ooh, an entity. <laughs> it's a technical. It sounds very technical, but you know when you when we take the this concept of an entity and we explain that it's like you know it's like a shopping list, right? You have a, an entity called a shopping list, and you have a bunch of things on your shopping list. These are possible values, and you're going to refer to your shopping list in your your you know your your phrase. You start to conceptual. You start to say, "Oh, yeah, this becomes something that's relatable." Or in the case of the overall content, and we do provide a, a free like dialogue flow template. It may not be what your business is focused on, which is restaurants and this idea of ordering food or making reservations or asking questions, you know, about where you're located. But those are that's a scenario that I feel that everyone relates to because everyone eats. And, you know, and so, so everyone go, everyone yeah. has some level of interaction with a restaurant. So I felt that that from a content perspective, the restaurant theme and, and that being used to, to sort of illustrate the core concepts of dialogue flow is just very relatable to everyone, not just agencies too. just like, okay, I, I understand that. Yeah. Right? And it's also uh, restaurants are also a great example. One, because of the current um, status that a lot of the world is in. Um, and two, people naturally also interact with and, and ask restaurants questions. Are yeah. you guys open? Uh, can I make a booking? Uh, all of those different things that, you know, we're used to our day in day out life doing one of the other things i like about the course is that after each module you've got a little um in some you've got a little quiz you can go yeah, through yeah. And, and kind of it, it does it forced me like i found myself uh you know i think i was on the train on the way home and i was just sort of watching it on my phone and sort of listening and was kind of half distracted and stuff like yes. that and then i got to the end and then it got to the quiz and i was like i need oh. to go back and watch that part yeah. again <laughs> so it does exactly actually it. get it into your head so at the end of the day, that was the, the goal of the, those quizzes was just to make sure you were listening. I mean, I put little things in there <laughs> and, and, and you can come back to it. And so what is the benefit of the quizzes and, and, and sort of uh, like, you know, what do you get out of this whole thing? Well, I, they call it a, you know, uh, School of Arts, they call it a dialogue flow course. But I like to think of it as a dial, as a, sorry, an AI marketing toolkit. You've got the course right? You've got the quizzes and they kind of make it more like a course, but there's also, you know, throughout the course, we're building a template, right? A dialogue flow template that, that we're using the restaurant example. Will you get that template? And we actually, we sell that template to restaurants, but if they, if somebody signs up for that program, they get that template for free so they can see how it's built. Or if you're an agency uh, and, you know, I've, you know, I included a, a statement of work, uh, which is key to any inclined engagement, uh, you know, but it's specifically, it's not like for building a website, it's for building an AI conversational experience. Yeah. You need a template for that, for working with a client. So I provide that as well. So I really think of it more like a toolkit. And the final thing I'm going to say, which we haven't released for that course, for that toolkit is the people that get to the end of it, we're releasing the Janus network. So our goal through Janice is we don't typically take on the, the service work ourselves. Like we don't want to compete with our users, right? Like I would think that government thing is more of an exception yeah. versus the norm. Yep. Usually we just, people are like, Josh, can you recommend a dialogue flow expert? Uh, I'm in an e-commerce business and I have like a list of go-to people and I'd be like, Oh, speak to this person, speak to this person. But now we're, we're training Janice to connect those people together. So 
I need help with dialogue. Okay, well, you can use our self-service help sections, our tutorials. Here's a course. Connect with an expert, and then there's a and then there's you know a network of of experts that uh, you know Janice will introduce you through email. So yeah, well, I yeah. think that's uh, that's um, a great point, and I think a lot of the different programs out there, and when people are, sort of get to the point, and they can maybe they dip their toe in and they get to a certain point, but maybe they need an expert to be able to emphasize it. And I think that's that network is only going to be able to grow um, and bring, you know, um, conversation automation to more businesses out there, which is only a good thing for, you know, the expectations from customers um, yeah. and how they interact with and from consumers. I would say if you're, if you're an agency and you're looking to provide dialogue flow as part of your agency services, Take the course because if you take the course and that and and you want to get introduced to uh, you know you want leads, we'll send you free leads. We get people asking us all the time, "Can you help yeah, us?" And I'm like, "No, we can't." But <laughs> yeah. here are some people that can. Yeah, yeah, that's fascinating. Well, it's a great course. Um, speaking of the course, where can people um, go to find out more and uh, and register? Yeah, so I it's it's right on the School of Bots website. Um, which is uh, school of bots, all one word, dot uh, co yep. slash dialogue flow. Awesome. Uh, so they can discover it there directly, or if they're on the Janus website, which is Janus.ai. And uh, we have a section about how to accelerate like your time to value from the technology and our product. Uh, excuse me. In addition to templates uh, that are pre-trained, uh, we also have a, a link to the course there. Yeah, great. Yeah, well, it's a, like I said, it's a really valuable course. And I think it's it, it does help people that are either looking at offering a service or, or looking at learning um, <clears throat> dialogue flow and uh, from for a marketer's perspective um, that don't know how to code and don't know how to um, do a lot of the advanced developer side of things and um, spend uh, uh, hours on YouTube up until 2 or 3 a.m. like I was last night trying to work through a few <laughs> different issues. <laughs> well, I was going to tell you one thing about the, about Dialogue is it's that it is such a deep product and it is so overwhelming and there are a lot of concepts that don't speak to marketers and that's okay. I really focus on just the core concepts that will benefit marketers, many chat users, uh, you know, like how do you, what is the minimum that you need to be able to take advantage of that technology uh, in a meaningful way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, can you like look at where um, you've come from, but also the, the industry and the conversational automation, where can you predict if you could over the next 12 to 24 months as to, you know, how the adoption in this space is going to go and, and what sort of next, what are you focusing on next? Um, well, I know what we're focusing on <laughs> specifically as a, as, you know, as a business, we have, um, uh, you know, our, our goals just to make our goals to take the underlying technology. I'll just speak very quickly about us and then I'll speak more broadly, but you know, our goal as a business is to take what we're learning from our users and just keep making it easier and easier. And I think Janice is going to have, in addition to, you know, some users being able to you know, train one learning how to train dialogue flow directly in the dialogue flow console. We have our own training tools that we're gonna extend, you know, where you you you'll understand what users say and then you'll be able to respond, you know, just by selecting from a list of many chat flows. Yeah. Right. Google would never do that. You can't do that in the dialogue flow uh, console, but that's how we work. We we you know we have many chat over here, we have dialogue flow over here. And then we have Janice saying, okay, how do we make these two systems work yeah. better together and make that easier in terms of the, the industry as a whole in, in sort of more generally speaking, um, I'm really, I am really excited, uh, about, uh, Instagram, uh, much like everybody else's, yeah. <laughs> uh, mostly though for like, if, if you were to, uh, you know, specifically focused on, on e-commerce as a use case there, I mean, that platform is, um, you know, Instagram as a, as a marketing platform was built for e-commerce, right? Like that's yeah. the best, you put photos in front of people. It's like, I want that. <laughs> and if you, if they make, if Instagram, and I haven't, I haven't spent too much time with it yet, but 
if they make it easy to get into a conversation from the point of discovery of those photos, then I think it's a big win for e-commerce, a huge win. I mean, the, the ability to do that natively without leaving the Instagram experience, you know, so you're not taken to some website and, you know, you have to include the link to the website in your profile. I think removing a lot of the friction there is huge. I do. I really think that. I think with voice and people talk about voice being the future. And I, 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 think, it, I think it will um, be less um, in your face, if you want to call it that. It'll be less about, it'll be less, it'll be less about, ooh, voice is the future. And it, it'll sort of start to seamlessly or quietly weave its way into your everyday lives, into the things that you already yeah. use and just enhance that experience. Like the smart TV is an example, right? Or, you know, car systems. And you're like, you know, you might be like, okay, Google, find me a parking spot. And, you know, like yeah. those kinds of things. Like, like it just value add integrated into your existing life, not creating new behaviors, but just enhancing existing ones. And that kind of, you know, those companies like Google and Microsoft and, and IBM, right? They, they are, they are an Amazon even, you know, there is a massive AI war between those companies, right? Whoever wins in that space is going to win technology for the next, you know, hundred years. Nobody wants to lose that race. So there, those companies are continuing to invest big time in AI and uh, hopefully they continue to make it more, you know, the technology accessible to people like us to be able to extend it to people outside of their core demographic, which is, developers and large enterprises. Yeah, I was going to mention when you were, uh, when you're talking about the, the voice side of things, when I sort of started to explain how, you know, this AI works, I used that example from, uh, it was one of Google's conferences a couple of years, I think it was 2018 ago or so, when the guy hopped up on stage and he got the voice to book a hairdresser's appointment um, uh, and it was all done via AI. It's like a YouTube video that sort of went viral where it, it rang the hairdressers and it was speaking to a real person. And then they had their, their voice assistant, um, asking questions. And then when it, you know, when the, uh, customer service person said, oh, we don't have any bookings on that day. What about on this day? And then it went back and it was like, hmm, give me one second. And like that, I think uh, that sort of example seemed like, 50 years away um and so it was just so unachievable yeah. for regular marketers out there and it was i sort of use that as being we're not going to try and do this but we will we will sort of be in between where we can do it in a text um uh, format to start with and still provide a pretty good customer service yeah for sure i mean there is extremes uh and sort of yeah. idealized of where we want ai to be or where, you know, where we see it coming and, and is this something we can experience now? And there being sort of like a, you know, a, 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 a desire for like, oh, I need this now, I need this now. And then there being more realistic scenarios. But there's little things that I think that where AI, and it's not just about the chatbot, it's not just about the voice experience, but just in doing what it's meant to do, which is understand a message received in one way and being able to then make use of that, whether it's, and those are technologies that we're already experimenting with and will probably roll into Janus as well. So going beyond dialogue flow itself or going, you know, going beyond some of our existing implementations, but saying, okay, many chat users want to, uh, they, many chat has a, a, an email platform or marketers are still emailing. Mm. Well, what if I could take that, uh, the last message a user sent to, to Instagram and automatically have AI draft up an email to, to follow up with the yeah. users, you know, that kind of stuff is yeah. all possible. Yeah. Yeah. All possible. That's true. It's just a matter of having it put together in a way that, 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 that people can experience that. Mm, mm, fascinating. Mm. It's been obviously, a, um, as you mentioned, right at the start, it's been a long journey <laughs> to use the cliche, a uh, couple of decades, yeah. looking back on, you know, going through the various startups now into Janus and now creating course and now sort of, you know, being the leader, I think in the conversational AI um, experience in industry, um, mm. how much of that success comes down to, to hard work and how much comes down to just pure luck and just kind of you know, yeah. being in the right place at the right time? Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, you know, it's a good question. Um, uh, I think, I, I definitely think there was some, some luck involved, but some of it timing. I mean, we were early adopters in this space and, in, and um, we come from a technical background, not necessarily a marketing background. You know, I'm a, a product guy. That's my thing. Uh, so I'm able to get product to market. I know how to build products. I have a t I know how to manage teams that know how to build products. So part of it was execution on some ideas very quickly and cost effectively. You, you can build these things fairly quickly. A combination of timing with, you know, technologies from Google becoming accessible at the right time. Yeah. Uh, seeing other other com competition in the market, like many chat and chat fuel and, you know, mobile monkey or whatever taking a different approach and saying, okay, let's, let's make chatbots super easy and accessible for everybody, but not diving into the AI side of it. They kind of ignored it. <laughs> so there was some luck in there, I guess. Um, and obviously those companies making smart decisions, right? Like Mikkel, the, who I've spoken to for many chat, you know, it's like, you don't have to be everything to everybody. You do something really well, but build a platform that, that taps into your existing, into the peripheral developer community and just be at the center of it. And so they, they've done a good job with that. They built the platform. We have a, you know, couple of many chat apps uh, that, mm. that, you know, where, where if you're a many chat user, you get many chat, they're at the center of it and you have a whole, you know, these aren't, they may be third parties, but many chats made it feel like they are part of this many chat universe. Yeah. It feels native. I mean, you're setting actions those actions are built by other developers, but it's still a ManyChat product experience. Yeah. And, 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 and at the end of the day, you're getting more from a lot of smart people in the world faster than ManyChat can do it. So everybody kind of wins in that scenario. Yeah, yeah, it's a great point. Look, it's been um, a really interesting chat. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you think would be, be of value to the audience out there um, that you want to touch on? Um, no, I, I, like I said, I, I think it just, when it comes to like AI and dialogue flow, which is the one that's most compatible with, with a many chat, which is the platform that speaks most or best to marketers out there. It's a, it is a great combination. Um, and, uh, if you do uh, feel overwhelmed or challenged by it, like feel free to reach out to me or join our community. And there's a lot of helpful people and, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully we can help you get value out of those products because when they work together, it's, it can be magical. Right. But sometimes we understand that templates and courses and tutorials and community are, you know, mechanisms that are going to help you get there and don't be afraid to dive in. It's really like, don't be afraid because if you can gain an understanding of it, uh, you know, you're going to be future ready, right? The, the technology, things are moving quickly and you want to be on the leading edge. So hopefully, and as do we as a business. So yeah. as much as we <laughs> want to be on the leading edge too, we'll help you get there as well. It's great. Um, magical. I think that's that's a key word, creating magic, um, which is what you yeah. help marketers do out there. Uh, magic. That's magic. it. Still, you're just a magician. The David <laughs> Copperfield of conversational marketing. Yeah, card tricks. That's it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, lastly, Josh, where can people find you? You mentioned a course earlier. If they want to reach out, Janice, um, and other, other platforms, where can people get in touch? You know, the, the best way is um, I'm, I'm active in all of these communities. So that was, that was my way of, of reaching you. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you, you just mentioned me in the ManyChat community, it's, you know, I'm Josh Parkin uh, or the School of Bots community. If you found it there, the Dialogue Flow community is, I manage that as well. The actual, there's like, you know, fair number yeah. there. Yeah, it's a lot. Or, or, or the Janus community. Any of those places, just mention me, and I'm happy to uh, to jump in there and engage. Yeah, amazing. You've been um, so you jump into a lot of conversations, and that's what I love about you know yourself and you know Michael we had on last week is that you are there to help nurture those communities and help provide solutions, and then um, and learn from them um, as well, which is a, a credit to yourself and um, you know the time that you give up for the community and the time that you've given up um, for me today. And I really appreciate um, what you do and everything you've done and, and, you know, can't wait to see what's on the horizon for you and to help, you know, marketers like myself and other businesses and other listeners out there just, you know, access 
this technology that is, like you said, the future and is going to improve their businesses so much. So I really appreciate your time, Josh. Thanks so much. My pleasure, Daniel. And thank you so much for having me. It's so good to chat. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, mate. All right. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Josh Barkin of Janus AI for all the resources you mentioned. And there were a few, which was great. Um, just head to the show notes and I've put all the links in there for you. Or you can head to the website at marketingpodcast.chat forward slash session 25. That's marketingpodcast.chat forward slash session 25. And don't forget, you can get a free trial of ManyChat. And to tell us how, I've got two special guests. My niece and nephew, Maddie and Cooper. Say hi, guys. Hello. Now, what is a promo code to get a free trial? Chat Marketing Podcast. And how long is a free trial? 30 days. Okay, head to manychat.com and claim it. We'll chat to you next week. Say bye, guys. Bye-bye.